authenticity. So, and again, they kept on saying, until we get to the stage of really practicing what we're preaching, we do a lot of talking, but we're still not doing the practicing. We're here to be taught on this earthly realm. We're, we're here, to, we're training, we're here to, it's a school. You know, so if we keep on thinking that we know it all, we know this or we know that, we're blocking ourselves from even our mindset to grow how we used to grow. And they 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 took it back to our ancestors that done the in Kemet or Egypt when they done the pyramids and and stuff. They they um they said then you be able to connect with your spirit guides at the moment to to connect to see if we're talking on the same page, but back then which is just another dimension it's literally just there they were able to do the things that they done because they chose to use the elements they chose to use elements they chose to use the universe to get to where they needed to get to to do what they needed to do to use the to um, open up their mindset to be able to um, if you want to say deliver in this lifetime, to be able to put the... You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. And remember, if you like our conversations, remember to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube or any of the audio platforms and sign up to our newsletter for updates on online classes, personal sessions and coming shows coming up. I have another wonderful lady to introduce you to today, Zoe Pennant, who I've spoken about on the show when we spoke a couple of weeks ago with Annette. Welcome to the show, Zoe. So great to meet Welcome. you. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> now, Zoe is the other half of the story that Annette and I were talking about, but it's I, I have a feeling we're going to have a quite a different perspective because as we spoke about, life is about how we, yeah. you know, think about it and we all have our own, we all live in our own little universe, don't we? We have our own perspective. Yes. So I'm excited to hear your perspective today about what happened, but I think unlike Annette, you've had a lot of things going on your whole life uh, yeah. with spirit that maybe you didn't understand. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to read out the bio that you've sent me and then we'll get into your story. Zoe Pennant, known as the Sage, has been on a spiritual journey most of her life. In her 20s, she became more aware of her existence, wanting to understand who she is and why she is here. Today, she has come to know this journey called life is a spiritual is for spiritual growth, which we choose to experience and can choose to learn from and unpack. Zoe has been a meditator for over 20 years, connecting with Tibetan meditation through her lineage. 
as she is a quarter Tibetan. We were just talking about her before I turned yeah. the on. She's the United Nations. She's got Tibetan. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> United Nation. <laughs> what, what other? Was Tibetan, Scottish? What else have you got in your lineage? European, African, Asian, Indian. Ah, oh, darling, I think you've covered most of the <laughs> continents. <laughs> You've got it. There you are, the United Nations. Anyway, where am I? A meditation. Oh, I've lost my place here. <laughs> totally lost my place. Her, the sage, her spiritual name was given to her by a spiritual teacher that saw the sage within her. She then realized the sage is within us all and wanted to share the love. So who was your spiritual teacher? Was that someone in Tibet? No, it was someone that I met over here in um, England, actually. And I, I met him and he, um, while I was meeting him, he was like, oh, I can pick up on your energy. I can pick up on your, your spirit. And we had a nice talk and a nice connection at the time. And while he was not reading me, but he was connecting with my energy and he said, do you know that you're the sage? And he wasn't the only person to say that to me. I have had many people say along those lines, you have an energy of the of a sage, of the sage. But it wasn't till he said it to me, I said, okay, Zoe, how many times is people going to be saying that to you and you're not going to be okay with connecting with that side of you? Yeah, you I know. And, and owning it mm. and for me it got to the stage where I was like I'm I'm ready in this lifetime to own it mm. and to grow and to experience it's like a, a plant that becomes a flower and then you choose to let that flower blossom yeah. on its own mm. and I got to that stage so since he's given me that name I've owned it and I've really really blossom to be honest you know when yeah. you can look out of yourself yeah and see the blossoming and it's and it's nice yeah that's what i can say oh, it's that's nice beautiful anyway let me finish this bio <laughs> she is sharing the story of her experience today to help empower the love and energy that is in us all. I mean, that's the thing about the sage. We're all sages when we're not in these physical yeah. bodies. And so when one person owns it, it allows other people to own it. Um, yeah. That's what it's all about, really. Zoe is yes. the founder of Dyslexia for the Wise, which creates and delivers special educational training and courses for people who have been recognized with dyslexia. She is an educational psychologist meditation teacher who delivers mindfulness classes, movement meditation, Tibetan meditation and art drawing. She's the author of four published books, Wholeness Within, A Spiritual Guide to Self-Knowledge, Freedom of Thought, A Scrabbled Mind and Children's Book. Oh, so you wrote a, a children's book. A Nubian, yeah. story, a Nubian Story to Tell. Now, hang on, is that two books yeah, or one book? That's the children's book. That's the children's one. Ah, okay. Zoe yeah. is also an artist, foster parent of three children, mother of two, grandmother, wife, and the energy of all things that you put here. <laughs> Let me just slip that in with all those roles that I play, you know, like wife, grandmother, foster mother, and the energy of all things. I thought that was... <laughs> 
Yeah, we have yeah. to remember who we are, what we are. Like Paul Selick says, I know who I am, I know mm. what I am, I know how I serve. You know, with the who is we're all an extension of infinite intelligence yeah. source energy, the energy of all things, as you said, playing the roles as mother, <laughs> you know, dyslexic yes. teacher, meditation teacher or dyslexic person. Or Obviously, yeah. you had dyslexia uh, when you were younger. Yes, I still have it now. I still choose to use the title, even though I see dyslexia as creative thinkers. Mm. So we're very creative. We're, we have a mind that can take us to a place that can be really great. And it can really evolve us if we choose to connect with it in that way. So that is the reason why I still take on that title, because I love to help others. And by me taking on that title or that word dyslexia I'm able to help so much people you know I also have um, I'm on the spectrum so I can say that I'm on the spectrum of um, Asperger's or um, autism as well I have dyspraxia dyscalculia I have it all I really do you know and if we take away that label because we know we work with labels in this lifetime but if we take away the label it's really just how our creative mind chooses to experience this lifetime. But at the moment, I, I really do, I'm proud to be who I am and I'm proud to take on the labels because I know it helps not just myself, but it helps others as well. And that's part of why I'm here on this earth. So I'm quite happy to take on all the labels that, that um, is here on this earth that I need to experience. <laughs> yeah, that, that's beautiful. I was a dyslexic child as well. And what I realized is that I came into this life to really develop my intuitive and, and psychic abilities. And so I can get very lost in the mind as we all can, you know, and interesting and, you know, like wanting to know, wanting to know, wanting to know. And so I think that yes. my soul really wanted me to feel and to like look for the knowing within rather than through books and study and reading. And so yeah. couldn't read or write as a kid and had special ed classes and they couldn't teach me and they were frustrated mm. and called me dumb. But I was this mm. brilliant artist, you know, could draw anything yeah. and had this See? unbelievably creative mind and a really high IQ but couldn't read or write. So, yeah, yeah. the dyslexic mind is such a creative mind. It's such a beautiful mind. Yes. And I have, a, I have a young um, nephew who's exactly the same, but he's like, he's 18 now and he's really suffering with this label of being called stupid. And he'll tell you that he's stupid because he can't read or write, mm. like he really can't read or write. And yeah. so it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a curse having the dyslexic label f for some. So it's great to see yeah. someone like you who's, who wears it with pride and can yeah. show people that it's actually not a, not a mm. problem it's actually a gift yeah but i can say that um it hasn't always been that way so mm. just no. like your nephew when mm. i was younger i wasn't diagnosed i get i didn't get no help i never done homework <laughs> yeah you know and he doesn't do luckily, homework either yeah i just homework. never never done homework mm. i just got away with it for some reason and it wasn't until i got older and i realized this is just how everyone's brain is. I just really thought everyone saw writing in that, that way and saw words in that way because I have word blindness. So when I'm reading, the words really do jump out and they miss. 
and I, you know, and when I'm writing, I miss out a word or I miss out a letter. So um, constantly, every single day when I'm writing, I have to make sure I proofread maybe a bit more than the average person, but I still get it done. You know and, what I do, that, Chloe? I get the computer to read it to me. So I can look yeah. at something I've written. I have to say I've pretty much overcome my dyslexia now because I, I really needed to bring my logical mind back online yes. to be able to do what I do in the world. Um, yes. So I'm pretty good these days, but I do, you know, I, I probably do the odd typo and misspell much like anybody does. But if I get yes. the computer to read it to me, I, I pick it up instantly. Like I can hear yeah. it much better than I can see it on the page. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, I still, I still put out newsletters with lots of typos. Anyway, let's get into your story. So you've given me a little bit of a synopsis here. You felt like at the age of three, you looked around and thought, who are these people? <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. It was um, my history has been exactly what you just said. And it, I didn't feel, I think, what are these people like? Or it was like what are these people like? Well, who are these people? It was a feeling in my, in my spirit and in my soul. And at a young age, I did not speak straight away. So not that I couldn't speak, I chose not to speak. And even now my language, that's part of my dyslexia, but I'm not really a language person. I'm someone who connects through vibration and I connect through energy much more than speaking. And you would know this, if we started speaking for a couple of hours, I would start to mess up on my words and my pronunciation, my pronunciation of words will start to mumble. And then you get to see that, okay, I just need to be quiet. I need to absorb and I need to be able to communicate in that way. However, when I was younger, I, I understood that side of me a bit more. So when everyone was thinking, oh, she should be speaking and she should be speaking more, she's three now and she's four and I didn't want to. And I know why now, I know why now, <laughs> the way we communicate as humans, you know, but at the time I just did not want to. And I used to always play on my own. And my mother used to always say, oh, she's there playing with spirits. She's talking to spirits. You know, I'd speak to people that weren't there. and and. I liked it and it was okay and I wasn't scared and and that was my world and looking around my family so there were six of there's six of us and I'm the fourth one so I have two older brothers and an older sister and when I looked around my family it took me a while to fit in so I actually would say okay who are these people I need to get to know them okay I need to get it wasn't just an instant connection like oh these are my family i understood that okay i'm here i'm in this world and i need to get to know it and i need to get to know these people so it was really surreal mm. for me and it was something that i couldn't speak to anyone about and then i got to a stage of um traveling so i would actually go into this porthole it's like a portal and it was like red and I would go into it and then I wouldn't know where I was gone. So I can't remember that. And then I would come back and sometimes I might be on the floor in the bathroom or, you know, I might be in my bed and I would knew that I knew that I went somewhere, 
but I didn't know where I, I would I was actually going or what I was going to do but I just felt like I went somewhere that's all that I could say and that went on from I would say to I can remember so three I can really remember from three all the way up to 11 and then 11 that's when I started having seizures epileptic mm. seizures and um, that was becoming scary now and before that I think I was starting to already get um, bruises on my body when I woke up but that happened all the way through my life so even sometimes now it still happens um, but when the seizure came that's when I was like okay this is becoming scary now what is going on you know no one could tell me anything my mum would take me doctors they couldn't find nothing on my brain or anything like that while I was having seizures it started off with night seizures so I knew not when I was younger but when I got older looking back I knew it was something to do with my traveling because it was being the night time when um I would think that I might have traveled somewhere then I would I would get a seizure so it wasn't until I got older, I thought maybe there's a connection there, but not at the time. I yeah. just was terrified to be honest, right. you know. So how often a week would the traveling happen? Like, would it happen every week or a couple, once a month or? Um, to tell you the truth, back then, because it was a while ago, I yeah. can't pick up the, the, of how, if I know it was frequently, Mm. I can't say if, if it's weekly, daily. Mm. It was enough for me to remember. It was enough for me to think. At, back then, I didn't think I was different. Mm. I thought maybe everyone else was going through the same thing. But um, just not I knew I just, it. yeah. And I knew there were times so much, there was so much of my childhood where I just needed to be alone. Mm. I felt better being alone than being with humans, being with other children. I felt better being on my own and just connecting with the energy or the spirits, if you want to call it that. Whatever word you, you would like to call it, I don't mind. All I know is that I felt safe and I felt good in that surrounding. And to tell you the truth, I still do now. Yeah, I, you know, what I'm thinking is that, you know, have you had a regression therapy and, and found out where you went when you were going through the portals? But then we're going to talk about yeah. your connection to Chon, as they're called, the beings. Did you ask them about that when they started coming through to you? Did you ask them about your childhood or? I didn't need to ask them because uh -huh. they told me. So okay. um, when they came, they said, um, we've always been with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've always been with you and you've always traveled to us mm -hmm. and you've always traveled to your inner home mm -hmm. that's what they will call it your inner home mm -hmm. and I understood that because I know when I close my eyes I'm there I know I know when I meditate and I just close my eyes I'm there and when I say I'm there I'm really like in a space form of somewhere you know so I understood that they I didn't need to ask to tell you the truth there wasn't much um questions I asked the being to be honest. Sounds like they were just like flooding you with information. So yeah. you didn't even really yeah. need to ask questions because you were just like just receiving the information that they were just yeah. like downloading. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so after 11, what happened? What happened with the seizures? 
the seizures carried on all the way up to probably about 26. So 25, I had a major seizure where I ended up in intensive care. And oh. that's where I had a near-death experience. Oh, did you? And now, yeah, because I had my son and um, we was meant to both die. And he's oh. 19 now. Oh. And we ended up in intensive care and um, because I was having so much seizures with the pregnancy. So the seizures also connected with my hormones. Mm-hmm. So every month, when it, even when I was young, I started my period at 11 when the seizures came as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the doctor said, oh, maybe it's to do with your hormones and how you're connecting with your hormones. So um, ever since that time, every month, I never, ever had a productive um, experience with that time of the month. Mm-hmm. I just managed it. I literally just managed it. Mm-hmm. So when 25 came and I went into um, intensive care, I was 26 and a week's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So my son was premature mm-hmm. and I was just having seizures after seizures. Before that, it's quite um, surreal because I was just having blackouts. So I was pregnant, just having blackouts. And again, <laughs> the doctors did not know. They were giving me irons. They were giving me the oh. liquid irons. The doctors had and no they were just clue, saying, really. I mean, ne- you know, never. What I'm thinking is that oh, the energy that you're carrying from, from the... I won't say origin of your soul because all our soul comes from the same origin, but obviously the frequency you've brought into this physical lifetime is having some adjustment to the physical form. Yeah. And, you know, I've spoken to many people who have recognized themselves as, you know, aliens or ETs or something. I remember years ago before I was podcasting, I met a young man at a seminar who said, yeah, I'm an alien. I'm here on earth, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, you're an alien. Really? Well, well, what's it like to be an alien? He goes, I just, I have headaches the whole time. And I was like this young healer and I'm like, I can fix you. And he goes, you can't fix me. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just this adjustment that uh, hasn't been yeah. worked out. But I suspect it's about upgrading the DNA to match the frequency. It's just a mismatch of frequency, you know, and you've yeah. got to up, upgrade the physical frequency to match the yeah. spiritual frequency if that makes yeah. sense yeah um, it's it's about balancing out the, the the energy field of coming into this physical form yeah. and being so young and experiencing what i experienced in such a young age where i could identify okay this is happening okay it, it probably would have been different if i wasn't identifying it but I, lit- I was aware. Mm. Every aspect of my consciousness, I was aware of it. And I think that's what made it more, at stages, scary, at stages, frightening, and at stages, nice. Nice. And at, and at peace, so you know. Did the beings give you any information about the seizures and the blackouts and the... You know, did they give you any information about that? I, I suspect you didn't ask them. Well, what happened was when the beans came in 2017, um, that was just the other day, as, as you know, a couple of years ago. So yeah. I was already 
spiritually aware of a lot of things mm. so when they came into where I'm sitting now is mm. where I was when they came and opposite is the actually um, door of where they appeared and so that part was oh my gosh am I seeing things you know let me wipe my eyes and I'm really seeing them but because I was so already spiritually aware it wasn't like oh my gosh this can't be true it just was like okay, this is happening, but am I really seeing right? Let me make sure, you know, and straight away they said, draw us. If you draw us, then your fear would just go just like that. And I drew them straight away. And that's the picture that I, I put up, but they came in freeze. I've just done the one picture of the, the free, yeah. always in freeze. Okay. So they and said, when you draw us, your fear will go, your fear. Your, your yeah. Fear. Okay. The shock, the fear, the, the questions that come into our subconscious, all that would just go. And mm -hmm. it did. Mm -hmm. It literally just went. And then so I was able to acknowledge them. And it was just me and we have two cats here. Mm -hmm. And one of the cat acknowledged them, Star. He was the boy cat and he would play around them and, you know, and, and stuff like that. So that felt good for me because I was like, okay, well, it's not just me. That's good. I don't care if it's no other humans, you know, I'm okay with the, with the cat identifying that you guys are here. I'm, I'm happy with that, you know, and then it, it started from there. Okay. Okay. Know? Well, let's get into that. we kind of skipped over the rest of your story, but let, okay. We'll go back to 2017, three beings came to visit. So you're sitting in your, where you are now in your home and you look up and you see three beings with your outside eyes, with your physical eyes, standing yeah. in the doorway or next to the doorway yeah yeah and they were small they were very small with big heads no eyes no ears no nose and no mouth so the the, the image that you've drawn and i'll pop it up on the video it's kind of like this big black head but it's kind of fuzzy is that fuzziness like the energy around their head like what's the fuzzy yeah so it was like um an aura was around them, but the aura had no color. So it was even quite challenging for me to draw. Yeah, I can. I haven't drawn anything like like that before, you know. So it was quite challenging, you know, to, to get an aura that is no color and that is no substance, you know, to even draw was really challenging for me to draw. You know what I'm getting, apart from getting my head activating, uh, I'm getting the image of, um, you know, like they do in Hollywood movies when they kind of do uh, like an energy. It's kind of like they blur, they blur this, the, 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 it's like a blurry energy. So it's clear, but you know, there's yeah. an energy around someone or sometimes it looks like you're looking yeah. through water. Is that what it yes. looks like? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. That's exactly how, how it was. So to be able to draw it was, and yeah. I drew it quite quick. I drew it quite quick because I was thinking, okay, they might disappear. Maybe, you know, I don't know if I'm seeing a dream. So let me just draw it quick, you know. So that drawing was a, a sketch. It was really, really quick. And I just shaded it in quickly. And um, everything just disappeared of any form of, is it them? Is it real? Is it not? Is it a dream? you know, are you scared? Are you not? What does this mean? All of that just totally appeared, um, disappeared. And it just became the understanding of, okay, 
we are here right now. You know, why are you here? You know, literally, why are you here? And I wasn't planning on really telling anyone, to be honest, or anything like that. It just was like, okay, let's chill. Let's, let's come together. What do you want from me? Anything that you feel you need for me to do, I will do. You know, and it was very much like that. I didn't think I was going to, anyone was going to see the picture up on Facebook and contact me or anything like that. Because anyone that really knows me knows that my words that I use and things that I use are very much like that. So they wouldn't have really been that surprised. They just would have said, okay, that's, that's Zoe doing her thing and sharing her thing. So I didn't think that Annette was going to come along and think and say, okay, you know, I want to know more or anyone, to be honest. I was quite happy to keep it to myself and whatever they wanted me to do, you know, once it was of helping everyone and of love and anything like that, I was willing to do it, to be honest. Well, I think that Annette coming along was perfect because I don't think you were supposed to keep it to yourself. Um, no. It's part of the no. evolution of human consciousness. It's part of disclosure. Yeah. It's part of our awareness, expanded awareness of knowing that we're multidimensional. We're human. Yes. We're not human. We're spirit. We're physical. We're all these things. And I mean, the beauty of Annette is that um, she's loud and boisterous and she wants to tell everybody, which is just perfect. If you need a message. Yeah. Element. <laughs> it's funny. So, um, yeah. whereas you're a bit more reserved, and as you said, you like to be more alone and just get on with things. Yeah. So it was perfect that Annette came along, really. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. it, it needed to be an energy like Annette to, you know, pop her ears up and think, oh, I want to know more. What is this? You know, and yeah. I'm always willing to share. So that's that would never have been a problem. But I'm not really the one to go just sharing for the sake of sharing, unless they told me to do that, then I would have been right up there. Yeah. All right. So they start downloading all this information because they, they were absolutely prolific. You know, we got into it with Annette, but I don't think we even uh, got into most of it. It's just, they shared so much. Um, what was the first thing they said to you apart from, you know, here we are, g'day, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say that well, but no <laughs> well how it was was that um they started it's like we was getting to know each other so it wasn't straight away oh we're here to talk about you humans you need to do this and you need to do that and it was nothing like that it was really a chit chat you know and it was nice because um because I didn't have the scared energy inside of me we could be open Mm -hmm. And what they did say straight away is that we are not here to be a fortune teller. Mm -hmm. We're not here to tell people about their future and this is going to happen and you're going to get this and you're going to get that. We aren't, we're really not here to do that. We're here to um, unite energy, unite beings and to continue to um, repeat. Because what they did say is that there's many I mean, many other energy beings, aliens, guides, angels, whatever word you want to call it, around many, yeah. many, many. Different levels they, they, forms of consciousness. Yeah, all, yeah. And they're here, like every, every other energy is here, 
to remind, remind, remind us, remind us, remind us, remind us. Mm. So everything's going to be a repeat. It's just that us humans are going to have our own perception and maybe say it in different ways. But everything's going to be a repeat. And it's going to repeat and going to be a repeat until we get to the stage of becoming from separation to oneness again. And until that time comes, which we're still not there yet, it's going to be repeating, repeating, repeating the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, look, absolutely. You know, it's the same with the show. I've been putting, oh, well, I've been having yeah. conversations for like over 25 years with different spiritual See? teachers. But, and it's the same conversation said in a myriad yes. of different ways. Uh, it, yes. I mean, Esther Hicks from the teachings of Abraham says, you know, you, you tell us that we give you too much information, she said, but we can make it really simple. Get happy. <laughs> Yeah. And then she says, oh, it's true. that's too simple. Like, tell us more. And so we give you lots of words. Yeah, it's yes. the same conversation. Yeah, feel good. Yes. Connect to your source. Get happy, as she said, and feel. Have fun. It. Have fun. Yeah. Oneness. The oneness. Feel that connection yes. of to everyone. Yeah. And uh, we're all in this together. We get happy. Yes. We get sad. We're all going through the same things, just with yes. different stories. Yes. Oh, exactly. beautiful. And what, and what else did, so they said, we're not here to give you fortune tellers, which uh, we were talking about this with Blair Styra, who was in the inner sanctum, who channels a spirit guide called Tabash. And we were talking about how guides never tell you what to do. They, yeah. you know, they guide you, they guide you, so yeah. they give you information. And then yeah. it's up to you to use that information, to implement yeah. that information. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, what I, really loved about their energy is that they came when they needed to come and they just disappeared just like that when it was needed I did not need to say to them well I'm going work now because I still had my life to live every single day and that did not change so when they went they literally came out of my consciousness I wouldn't remember them I would not remember them to even say oh where were they oh they've gone now I just wouldn't remember them like nothing and then they will pop up again and then they will remember and they've done that all the time for me to still have my life for me to still do what I needed to do and then they will come up when they when they needed to come up and um, I appreciated that because they know <laughs> what I do in this lifetime on earth you know and it wasn't and they, they know that because obviously we are all one and obviously they're going to know my contract and what I'm here to do. And they would know what my mindset in this physical form and what my, my brain, the balance of my brain and my mindset can handle and not handle. So that um, concept suited me. Might not have suited somebody else, but it suited me for them to just go completely and then come back when I needed to come back. So they, they would um, come in, I could be in the bathroom, I could be downstairs, I can be, it got to a stage where um, I told my hubby, and um, again, he knows me, he knows my energy, he, he knows my spiritual path. So he wasn't like, oh, you're talking nonsense or stuff like that. He was like, um, okay, you know, so I could share with him which was nice. Mm -hmm. And it got to a stage that sometimes they would come in to the door. They never came close. They never came close. Even now, when they do come back, they never come close. They're always just away a bit. 
So when I would be upstairs in, in the um, bedroom and we're just chatting away and they will appear, he got to a stage of knowing when they're there, not through me saying it, through um, Star, the cat. So when the Scar cat would run around and run around, he'd be like, oh, your beans are here, aren't they? And I would laugh and I'd say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're here. And it got to that stage where they were in our bedrooms with us and he was fine and, you know, and, and sometimes he would say, oh, has he got, have they got a message or whatever? And sometimes they would have a message. Sometimes they would just be there. So it's not all the time. And mm, sometimes I might speak to them. There was, I didn't really have, um, I wasn't like Annette where, and that's why it was good that Annette was um, part of it. Because Annette was like, oh my gosh, I want to ask this. I need to, you know, and she had that energy, which was lovely. Full of questions. Because you need the balance. Yeah. 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 You need the balance. Where I was more, because they were with me constantly, they became me. So I was more chilled out, Mm. you know, and I was more, when they would um, say things about death, for instance, and they would talk about death. And that's why now I say um, there was no such things for me as a near-death experience because we spoke about that and they said well you didn't have a near-death experience because we are in death we are deaf so you just had another experience of something that was for you to learn and experience okay well, so let's get into this we are deaf so basically they're just saying death is just um uh, a transition from one dimension to another and we exist in this different dimension so therefore we are what you would call death uh, yeah. when you had your near-death experience what happened what did what did you experience yeah so um outside of me i was in intensive care where they said okay looks like we can't help her so they got the priest in to give me my last rites mm-hmm. and so i was at that stage for mm-hmm. the people outside of me within me I went to a place of, um, I only can call it like a womb mm-hmm. of, of nothingness. So there was no color. So because there was no color, the only color I could honestly say if I needed to visualize it was maybe black, only because there was no color. But oh, the, the warmness, mm. the warmness of this so-called womb was so... I can't, I know people talk about this all the time and they can't put words to it. And I understand that because there's no words that can express and, and try to explain anything to do with anything to do with another dimension or another experience that you're going through. Mm-hmm. But what I know is that I felt at peace. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember I had children. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember I was human. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember I was a female. I didn't remember nothing. It was just the bliss of oneness, energy or frequency of oneness. And even the words that I heard wasn't words. I'm just saying it in this word form because I'm in, back in the physical, but it wasn't in words form. So I was in this thing, this energy field, and it said to me, um, you have to go back. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay here, you know, I don't want to go back. And they said, we only, you only, you're only experiencing this because you were so afraid of death. We wanted you to know what death is like. 
Now you need to go back and complete your purpose on there on earth. And when you complete it, this is where you be coming back. So since that time, I have never, ever, ever, ever been afraid of death again. I can't wait for my time. And um, I'm happy for my time when it comes because I know when that moment comes, I've done my purpose. So every morning now, when I wake up, I know I've got still work to do and I'm happy to do that. You know, Zoe, you have put it in a nutshell. You have, you have explained every near-death experience, I feel. I mean, even though, again, everyone has a different experience when they go to a different dimension. Some people go and see dead relatives. Some people go back to the oneness. Some people are in different dimensions and... You know, they're looking at angels or aliens or look, everyone has a different experience, but we want you, you were afraid of death. So we wanted to show you what death is like. I think that just sums it up for every near death experience. Because as a human society, death is so feared. And yeah. so I asked my mob years ago, gosh, probably 16, 18, maybe 20 years ago, I don't know. You know, um, as a healer, what, how can I help this world? Like what, what can I address? Because there's just so mm. much, there's sickness and there's death. And mm. um, they said, um, I was actually asking them about what I should write about. They said, write, write about what you know. And I knew about death because mum had died when I'm 16 and they like kept dropping off. So I like totally knew about death and I was chatting to all of them in the, on the other side. And... Um, they said death is, you know, what causes the most pain on this earth? And they said death causes the yes. most pain. You know, people yes. grieve and they're lost. And, yes. and so the fact that they said to you, you were so afraid of death and we wanted to show you, it just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. It's nothing to be afraid of and it's nothing to fear and it's nothing to grieve over. I mean, people still no. like hang on to their grief. It's like, yeah. it's okay. People go through grief and it's a terrible thing. Yeah, I get that. But you don't have to. It's a choice. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it mm. is. It is a choice. Yeah. Because they're not lost. They're just in a different dimension. Connect to that dimension yeah. and you've got them back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the journey, isn't it? Yeah. And and I think with with um this so-called word of death, we're going back to labels, it's how you connect to the word that we're using because mm. I'm sure if death was called love, yeah. you know, <laughs> then the energy will shift and, you know, the, the love of death will change of, of how we see it. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I know words hold an energy, don't they? Which is yeah, why I very love powerful. the younger generation and how they take a word and completely change the meaning of it. Like, you know, the way yeah. they say, oh, man, that was fully sick, you know, which means <laughs> that was wonderful and sick in our vernacular is like terrible. So I love yeah. that they can take a word and just shift it and make yeah. it the complete opposite meaning. Like we can play with this yeah. energy. We don't have to like yes. stay stuck. Yes, Yeah. exactly, mm. exactly. I love that you said yeah. change death to love. Oh, what happened to him? Oh, he loved. 
<laughs> yeah, he just loved. That's all. Love, just love. What do you mean? Oh, he left his body and he went back to love. Love, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it too. I'm going to start using it. Yeah, I went to I a funeral. I went to a love fest the other day. Yeah, we can. <laughs> We can start it off. We need to start it off. Absolutely. Let it let's start a let's start a movement, Zoe. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally see that. Look, I totally see that. When people die, I tune into what's going to happen. And if people are going to go to funerals and cry and mourn and stuff like that, I usually don't go. When I say don't go, if it's someone's grandmother or mother or someone that I yeah. kind of knew through somebody else and didn't know them personally. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I remember I was vacuuming once and someone's mother had died and I knew her, but not well, you know, I had met her as a child and stuff. And I usually don't go to funerals because they're so sad. And then I'm vacuuming and I'm like, I'm totally going to this funeral. And when I went, it was this amazing celebration. It was joyous. And, Good. you know, there was some grief and sadness, but on the whole, it was this joyous celebration of life. And I thought, this is what funerals need to be. They need to be a yeah. joyous celebration. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. What, what, what I did do, though, which would probably make you laugh, is when um, that revelation came to me, and mm. obviously I didn't, it wasn't my time yet to yeah. continue on while I'm still here, um, I chose to do something in the physical that not many people do. So, um, everything has been paid for already so my funeral was paid for i know how i want it done um um my children's the will sorted my children sorted my grandchildren sorted everything sorted so i'm free to really just be and they're free to know that whenever it's my time and this still here they know that what needs to be done they know my energy you know, they know um, if they choose to show that emotion, crying emotion, try not to let it be too long because you've got a life and I'm in your spirit. <laughs> you know, cry and grieve. Come on, you don't. For too long. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to at all, actually. But if you do, it's your choice. But try not to hang around that energy for too long because we are all one. And I've brought up my children to every time they, they had to go out the house and when they got older, when they needed to travel on their own, I would say, um, walk with God or walk with the universe. And I would always say that to them. And every time I said that to them, I, I let, literally like a bird, they would be free. And when I say those words, I mean it. And they understood that. And I would always say to them, if anything was to happen, and you're out there and you're getting into trouble or someone's coming after you or anything like that, um, call on my energy and I will be there. And they learned that. And they uh, don't wait for me to pass away and then say, yeah, I'm going to call on my mum now because she's on the other side. No, my energy's here. And even, even though I'm not with you, you can call on my energy and I will find you and I will connect. And I, I grew them to understand that you know, and understand that you don't wait for um, this love death. You don't wait for that to happen. You know, you, you can connect. You know, some people say, oh, they have spirit guides and they're their angel now. I'm your angel here, <laughs> you know. Zoe, that so, is um, so beautiful. You are most certainly the sage. 
<laughs> that is so beautiful and such an aha moment. That is so beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, it's just speaking to our multidimensional nature. Just because I'm physically focused and you see this physical body as me, yeah. I'm so much more than this and I can be with yeah. you wherever yeah. you are in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Oh, you're lucky kids. Well, um, how did they cope with all of this, you know, with the beings and you talking about it? And Well, again, um, they've obviously they've grown up with me. So mm. they've the other day, actually, we were speaking and they were saying, oh, we've never had a normal mum, <laughs> you know, and they actually said that. They, yeah, they, we, we don't know what it's like to, to have a, um, a mum, like a mum mum, you know, like, and they were trying to explain like their friend's mum that it's like, you know, they just have, you know, when they were younger and they just have dinner and they just have this, you know, I would be like, you know, well, we have to, um, I'm just meditating first before this or, um, there's some experiences where I included them in my spiritual growth because I did not want it to be separated. And plus, they have it in them. They both have it in them. You know, they have the energy healing in them. They have the psychicness or, or when they have a dream, it will come true. So I saw that very young as well. And I did not want them to be alone like I was. Yeah. So I shared all these stuff with them and both of them, like my oldest son's 27 now and um, my youngest is 19. So they're big now and they've gone off and they know that they come to me now, not really as a mother. I'd be even okay if they chose not to call me mother at this stage because I'm a spiritual guide to them now. Wow. And they come to me to say things. They come to me for guidance. They come to me sometimes not for guidance, just to share. Oh, this is happening, mum. But I'm thinking to do this and my energy is thinking this. I'm going to have to meditate on it or, you know, and um, they're still living their life. They're still going through things. They still need to work. They're still paying bills. One's going uni, you know, and he wants to do his thing. But they have that aura about them and that, that armour of of um inner self and inner guidance that um i know if it was my time to transition today i would be happy because i feel like i've shared enough now to them where they can really where they are flying off now mm -hmm. and they just come for little guidance at times and i would always be there to guide them in that way and then we have the grandchildren now so my oldest grandchild, he's four. And it was about a couple of months ago, he said, Nanny, I was like, yes. He said, I'm not coming back and staying over at your house. There's ghosts and spirits and I don't like them and I'm not coming back. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I love him. I just so love him. And I said, that is so, my dear, I said, do not be um, afraid. I said, what we will do is change the energy of the house so I brought him round and I said look this is what we're going to do we're going to change the color of the house of the certain parts of the house you can choose what color you want and let's change energy because that's all it needs it just needs to change energy and I said why is it that you're afraid because it was nice to he was honest with what he was feeling mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to be okay with connecting 
to anything, you know, there is going to be some people that are really afraid and never connect, you know, in this lifetime and just shut it, shut it away, you know, but he was open and he was fine. He was just said, no, it's, it's um, just something that I see sometimes nanny in the house and they annoy me, you know, and, and he's only four, you know, and I was like, okay, so if they annoy us, just send them love and, and stuff like that. And I tried to find out where it was in the house and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So again, it's going through generations, but grandchildren are picking up things already at a young age. Again, where I had no one to speak to, yeah, I'm trying got, to get them. Yeah. yeah. He's got you and maybe and his mum too, um, or his dad. Uh, okay. So what is he, did you ask him like, what is he perceiving? Is he perceiving like human forms? Like what I'm seeing as I look into your home, is like, there's this unbelievable portal like around you, which, um, a lot of spirits that have crossed over or a lot of people who are on in another dimension who have been physically focused, uh, see as a way of connecting back into this dimension. So I'm kind of getting that there's, you know, when he calls them ghosts, that there's quite a few, um, you know, people that have left their physical body and returned to love that are there, like trying to reconnect to, to this dimension. So yeah, he's, seeing, yeah. he's seeing ghosts is not the right word, but I guess we could call them ghosts. For him, yeah, for him, he called them ghosts. Yeah. And that's all he knew. And he doesn't even really know about, those sort of things. So yeah. even his mum was like, what made him say ghost? Yeah. Because we don't say that word. Yeah. I, I don't say that word. But I understood when he was explaining that. And I know what he meant because the times that he said he's um he's felt the energy, I believed him because I felt an energy. So it wasn't like, oh, maybe he's just, you know, being a bit, you know, um, had a nightmare or he's, mm -hmm. he's in his dreams or, or anything like that. And from three years old, I'm telling you, he would um, wake up and be telling you his dreams. Oh, I had a dream about this nanny and I had a dream about that. And, and I was like, wow, that's amazing for such a young age to even have that concept to know what a dream is, to know to wake up to say, this is what's happened when I haven't spoken to him in that way and definitely his mother and her family are not spiritual at all mm. they don't they're not from that world they don't you know even meditation they're like how do you meditate and and stuff like that so they're not in the in um consciously about that sort of energy and that mm. sort of way of life like my two boys and myself mm. so for him to naturally have that it's it's a thing where and he, my son understands as well so we guide him together and it's nice because his mum um is coming over now where she's saying okay well I want to learn more oh, cool. you know because I need I need to understand my son yes. and it's true she, you know she doesn't want to get to the stage of being afraid of him or he's just talking rubbish because I did say to her that try not to dampen him down let him express let him be okay to speak you know, um, let him be okay to share what he's sharing and just um, embrace it and speak it with him. If it's anything fearful, let's work with that fear and change it into 
uh, another form. Mm. And that's what we've been doing with him. That's what I do with everyone else. And isn't it? And it's about just changing form. How the young ones are teaching us because they're because their reality is this psychic ability, and it is their reality, and they're going to speak about it. And unlike maybe our generation, they're not going to be dumbed down. You know, they're going to they're going to sort of like Mm. say, "Well, this is my reality, and don't tell me it's not." they're kind of teaching yeah. the older generation to open to it. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I want to get back to the beings. Did I know you didn't ask them too many questions and Annette did. Like uh, I'm just sort of like going through these human linear questions. Like where, where are they from? What is their dimension like? What are their societies like? Did you ask mm. them any of those questions? Because obviously you're one of them in that you're an aspect of you is living in that dimension did you sort yeah. of ask them about that like who am i when i'm there and what do i do and yeah um but um when i asked them about the name i couldn't really figure out what they were saying basically in a nutshell there was they really weren't about words they yeah. really weren't about we could be called anything yeah, we could be called aliens, beings, chon, this, that, the nothing, whatever. It's not about that. And they were really um, specific about um, um, asking things just for the sake of it, you know. So I was really um, conscious of not asking the same old, same old maybe things that people may ask or people might want to know. Because I had that spiritual awareness already of, okay, I, I believe this consciousness. I believe what's happening here. I believe what they are saying. So I'm taking this serious. So I was more on that level, like, tell me what we need to do. Tell me why you're here. Tell me what I need to share, if I need to share anything. Tell me if it's just about me and it could just be my growth. Tell me if you're just here for me to see you for part of my contract Mm. to let me know that where I was when I was younger, why, you know, my platform and my chapters to get to to date to here. So it was more about things like that. And then when I would share those things with with them, they would say things like um, you humans. So they would say that a lot. You humans are... um, take this earthly world too seriously mm-hmm. too too seriously one thing that they did say and it's just come to me now and they were really profound about the way that they said it and um before i even go into it, i forgot to say to you that they never come to me through words it's through vibrations and then i change it into words so part of my creative mind is that i see through video everything through video Mm -hmm. and so some people see through pictures I see some through pictures but it's mostly through video Mm -hmm. so that's why my pronunciation of words takes long to come down to come into speech Mm -hmm. because I see everything through video Mm -hmm. and um so when they were speaking to me it was through seeing them and then through vibration frequency and then I'm translating it into words so what they said was is that this us humans do not have the physical power to damage this world and the universe. 
that ain't gonna happen. The the physical beings of of humans, because we our conscious mind, we don't even use it how we're meant to be using it. Mm-hmm. We're very limited of how we're still using it to date they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Generations to come is gonna be different. different. Generations to mm-hmm. come, thousands of years. They're talking about now. And they didn't really want to go too much on thousands of years from now because they're saying we're here to date in this timeline for you guys for the now. So they were here to really talk about now. And they were saying that um, we don't have enough fun we don't um, choose to experience, we think we experience the present moment. We think we do it when we say, yes, it's all about the present moment. And, <laughs> but we really don't because at the same time, we're always still thinking about the past or we're always still thinking about the future at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a conscious thing. So, and again, they kept on saying until we get to the stage of, really practicing what we're preaching we do a lot of talking but we're still not doing the practicing we're here to be taught on this earthly realm we're we're here we're training we're here to it's a school you know so if we keep on thinking that we know it all we know this or we know that we're blocking ourselves from even our mindset to grow how we used to grow and they 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 took it back to our ancestors that done the in Kemet or Egypt when they done the pyramids and and stuff they they um they said then you be able to connect with your spirit guys at the moment to to connect to see if we're talking on the same page but back then which is just another dimension it's literally just there they were able to do the things that they done because they chose to use the elements. They chose to use elements. They chose to use the universe to get to where they needed to get to, to do what they needed to do, to use the, to um, open up their mindset to be able to, um, if you want to say deliver in this lifetime, to be able to put things in place for others to be able to grow or do what they needed to do. Now, for us in this time that we're living at, it's like that's all forgotten. It's like that's all forgotten. So what you're saying is the ancient Egyptians or the beings that lived on earth and those, they had an understanding of their, the power of their mind, the power of consciousness, and they were able to maybe build those structures and things that we think would need big heavy cranes because they had yeah. that knowledge of the power of their mind and that their thought yeah. is manifesting, that this world is a projection of mind so I'm going to create through mind you know Penny Kelly another amazing teacher I've had on the show said that um, her beings or her guidance is that humanity at this time does not have the power to manifest through mind yet and so we we speak a lot about action you know yes and a lot of motivational speakers say you know go out and make it happen like act to make it happen because we've forgotten the power of mind and so we use our action to make things happen but she says that you know action coupled with consciousness is so powerful because action creates energy like when you move yes you you know your 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 muscles move electricity starts and so you're literally creating energy so when you couple that 
a thought with action. Like I remember when I was young and I used to, you know, run on the treadmill and I'd have thoughts, how they would manifest so quickly after I'd been on yes. the treadmill because the thought and yes. the action had sort of ex expanded the consciousness which yes. brought that into being sort of faster. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's just fascinating. Yeah, that's fascinating about ancient Egypt. Yeah, power of mind. But we're, we're going to get back there. I mean, that's what this, these conversations yeah, was, are and this is right Yeah, and this is what we're here for and, and this right. is what we are doing as well. And the more that we do and the more that we're being part of, it can only manifest. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the power of consciousness, the power of mind. Uh, look, one of the questions that you asked, you know, you said I ask questions like why are you here, what's your message to humanity? I think you've just told us they're here yeah. to remind us of the power of our consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it really is as simple as that. What they used to say a lot was you guys don't realise how simple it is. <laughs> You guys really make things so complicated, <laughs> literally complicated. You're making it too complicated for yourself. And this is what happens as humans when we, when we evolve, when we evolve through speech, if I use that as an example, because we know thousands and thousands of years ago, speech came after. Mm -hmm. So before speech, we know that we had to use the telepathic side of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to use sound and maybe tapping and, and sound of music or, or whatever else needed to be used, body language, to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. So they're reminding us of something that it ain't too far away that we already know. Mm -hmm. You know, but still a lot of us are still not maintaining to do it. And what goes around always comes back around anyway. Mm -hmm. So I did have a conversation about the world ending. And, you know, some people would say, you know, the world's going to end. Some people really do believe that. Some people don't. So many different concepts of, of what that really means to people. And I did say to them, a lot of people are frightened, you know, and a lot of people do fear. And, and I said to them, there's not a lot of people that's like me that, believe that she went somewhere and she's okay to to pass away when she's ready and everything's hunky-dory and she's put everything in place not everyone's going to be like that so what about those people like what can you say about that and that's when they said at this moment in time humans don't have the the mindset and the consciousness to make anything happen like that however the elements the elements have the power of all things so the elements connects to energy from us as well even though we connect to energy through them so and it's the balance it's the oneness so they were trying to say we're all one not just humans and we're all one all the elements anything in the universe the 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 atoms everything we're all one so it all balances out each other so if we're having fear and we're thinking this and we're having that and there's a whole collective of our energy that's thinking the same, the elements are gonna have that energy as well. So when you have things like, you know, Samanis or things um, like hurricanes and, and stuff like that, when energy is just exploded, 
you know, it needs to explode. It needs to be able to change form for it to change form again for new to be able to come. But us humans will be afraid of that because what comes mm. with that, as we know, we know what comes from that dying comes from that. Well, dying one, you've yeah. just been talking about what we've been through in Australia, you know, with the fires. Yeah. And I've been chatting away to my mob and they've been saying exactly the same thing. You know, you've, you're picking up on my thoughts because I'm sitting here thinking a lot as you're speaking and the synchronicity between this conversation, I've just sent a newsletter out, wrote it yesterday. Well, tried to write it for weeks because it like, took me a while to write it and sent it out uh, yesterday or this morning that said, time to walk your talk, not giving this lip service anymore, time to walk your talk, which is exactly what you were talking about. I kind of like we're on the same page, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all very well reading and watching YouTubes and reading yes. books and thinking, oh, that's fascinating, isn't that? And then going back into your life and being angry and upset and worried and fearful, like it's time to actually walk the talk. And that's yeah. exactly what the beings have said to you. And then the elements, as you're talking about the elements, I'm thinking about the fire because during the fires, you know, we're all praying for rain. And then we had the floods like last week. Yes. Um, my mob said, or Gaia, it felt like Gaia said, remember to thank the fire as you pray for rain. And yes. I got this vision of us being able to speak to the fire and speak to the water yes. and speak to the rain and speak to the clouds and have this relationship. And, you know, if they've, if they've got something to do, like the fire is a part of Gaia's rejuvenation. You should yes. see, I drove down the coast last week through all the fire zones the devastation is unbelievable, but the regrowth is exponential. You should see the regrowth. It's like a tree that's completely black within a couple of days, drove past it, it's completely black, drove the other way a couple of days. It's like it has fur on it because the, it's just yes. every part of the, the, the trunk has sprouted, you know, like yes. it's gone. It's just wow. like, it's just, to me, when I looked at those trees with these new growths all over this black trunk, it was just like the trees gone, yay! <laughs> just yeah, like newborn. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And so the fire really regenerates the bush, although it did kill millions of animals. So I'm not really quite yeah. sure why that happened. But um, yeah, if, when we understand we can communicate with the elements, we don't have to fight the elements. You know, in, here in Australia, yeah. we've been giving out awards to all the people that have been fighting the fires mm -hmm. instead of loving well, the fire and communicating yeah. with the fire. And, you know, if you're going to burn, please don't burn my house. You know, could you go around the yeah. house? Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> we've got so much to learn, haven't we really? I know we have, we have. Um, what um, they have just said, um, they, it's weird because I think they've just come here probably about 15 minutes ago. So mm -hmm. they're here now. So they've, they've come, Hello. which um, I didn't even ask them to come or anything like that. I don't do that with them because um, I don't um, want to use them in that way. Mm -hmm. If you want to call it that, it's just a respect thing mm -hmm. that, that I have, you know, so um, they knew that I was doing this mm -hmm. and then it was just left up to them. But they popped up and said something when you said about um, oh thousands of animals. Okay, tell um, me what they said. And then and and then you said um I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And what they said was is that um 
we have to remember that the thousands that continue on, there's thousands that get reborn. Mm. And you need to be able to cycle that. It needs to be a cycle. That again, what we do, we are, we're attached to this death. Yes. So when we think thousands of people, they were like, oh my gosh, thousands and thousands have died. We're not even realizing that the same thousands and thousands have just been reborn. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they, the life, our life is about cycles. Mm. And again, we have to be able to get used to that. And we have to be able to love that and bring that unity into that. And the more that we choose to see the world in that way and start to speak it and be it, yes, there's going to be some that will be like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, my gosh, how can you see dying in that way? And what do you mean it was a thousand people, but there's going to, or a thousand animals, but there's going to be a thousand animals that's going to be reborn? We don't want to hear that. We just want to hear about the thousand that's just, died you know but the more that we're able to embrace that side of that energy Mm. more we'll be able to embrace it as well Mm. and and it's about having that conscious mind and that open mind to see the both sides Mm. to this story okay let me ask them this because i think that you know understanding that there is no death and this is what they said to me about the animals dying too like when you see koalas, koalas are one of the most peaceful, beautiful, like animals. Like when you look at a koala, you cannot help but have your heart melt because it looks like a baby and it's furry and uh, it's so soft and cute. They're cute. Yeah. They're so cute. And so like literally millions of koalas have died and people go, oh, this is so sad. But you know, death is like, you know, animals understand there is no death. It's just the dropping of the body and I'll take on another body in a minute. It's like, you know, it's a nanosecond for them. Flies come and go within days. You know, they're here. Two days later, yeah. they're dead. They're here. They're dead. They're yeah. here. They're dead. Um, yeah. So cycles, as you say. But what we witness is all the burns, you know, all the animals suffering from the burns. Like that's where people are really sad because... There are just literally hundreds of thousands of koalas with burnt, you know, paws and feet. And do they have something to say about that? Yeah. Um, some I have to give it time to, to come. Um, so putting it into words is that... Um, um how you choose to continue on how you choose to continue on is part of the contract here on earth doesn't matter if you're humans doesn't matter if you're elements if you're animals if you're insects if you're flowers if you're trees how you choose to um, continue on and change form is part of the contract of here on this earth so if um, those animals choose, chose to um, experience fire mm-hmm. in that way, that's how they will be experiencing it. What they are saying is that when any physical entity continues on, it's like that. So we see the suffering who's still alive. We might see a slow death you know, or something like that. We would think, oh my gosh, they're in so much pain. Oh, that's how they died. That's what's hurting me because it's the way that they died and it was a slow death or 
whatever we think we're thinking for them, that is not their experience. Mm -hmm. That's a completely different experience for us. So we, on the other side, looking on, can choose to take that energy Mm -hmm. on if we want to experience that. That's a choice thing. Mm -hmm. Or we can choose to say, you know what? That's what they chose. That's their experience. And some would have continued on. Some would have survived Mm -hmm. and going through their their hurt and their pain. That's going to end up being love and positiveness because that's Mm -hmm. the cycle because they're still here for a reason Mm -hmm. and every single essence of this energy in this earthly realm has a purpose Mm, so even those koala have a purpose and i know this is me speaking now is that when i heard about the australia incident and i done my own meditation and 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 um you know ask for the balance that needed to be so if Mm -hmm. water needs to come bring that balance in Mm -hmm. but what I did get was everyone all the love the love for the animals you and I was like this is what it's this is why these animals chose to experience this to bring back this section of the love boom and that's when it. i saw that that's exactly what my there was guide nothing said more to me. i could say exactly that's exactly what my guide said to me when i asked they said well think about it you know as as humans that look on the news and you see atrocities every day and millions of humans get wiped out in tsunamis and you kind of go oh that's terrible and you get on with your life there's no opening. There's no heart opening. There's no compassion. You're so used to yeah. being bombarded with atrocity yes. and atrocity and atrocity in your Hollywood movies, on your news, and on a half hourly basis. But when you see animals like koalas who look like furry babies, right? <laughs> you, you know, when you see them suffering, there was this mass yeah. heart opening across yeah. the Yeah, it was amazing. And it still compassion. is. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, this makes me cry thinking about it. You can't look at a koala and not go, oh, you know, like it's got to be a hard person that can look at a koala and not have yeah. their heart open. Because even just seeing them just like come off the trees and cling yeah. to the rescuers and, and being, yeah. being fed water and, oh, this makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was just amazing. And, <sighs> and so it's like really created this compassion across the world yes and a heart opening and so as you say everything happens for a reason those beings those souls chose that experience specifically for that yeah yes yeah and when you see that straight away well for me it makes sense yeah and straight away i can give that love and straight away I, i want to 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 be part of that love and part, part of, of that change and what happened yes. Zoe is I was down the coast with a friend and I was ringing up all the wires and wildlife rescue and koala sanctuaries and stuff and asking how we can help and they were all saying well we thank you but we're inundated with people wanting to help yeah. and so this action that we've spoken about like walk your talk so it's all very well yes. to sit back and watch the television and see the koalas and go, oh, isn't that sad? And oh, yeah. I'm but actually people are getting up off the couch and getting out yes. there and knitting and, you know, helping yes. and doing and they're putting their compassion into action. And yeah. so oh, I'm just, I'm a bit of a mess at the moment. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> nice. And, and it's, and it's nice tears, you know, it's passion, compassion tears and, 
and and it's nice to be able to express that and and share that as well because what we're saying right here forget that this is an interview we're sharing something right now that it's <sighs> really of pure love and we don't even know each other and <laughs> I don't I never interview beautiful. anybody I always have conversations loving conversations yeah. that's what my show's about it's, it's not nice. about interviewing but yeah but yeah love. Oh, yeah, so that was really the message I got as well. So it's so lovely to hear that from the beings. It's so nice to be on that same page, you know, like. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, with the younger generation here in Sydney that are real activists, you know, they, they don't understand why they see these animals suffer, but at the same time, the compassion that's been yeah like when lady died died you know all those years ago yeah and I saw the world crying i sort of thought why is everyone crying and it was again this <laughs> mass heart opening this mass compassion yeah. one woman did that it's just it was incredible yeah. it was incredible so yeah. the koalas they're doing their job as well exactly and you exactly. know Zoe, when you look at them at people bandaging them they actually don't know. look like they're in pain like they just sort of sit there passively and have their yeah. paws bandaged and they yeah just happy actually they don't sort of they're not crying going ow it hurts yeah exactly yeah and they do they're cry. getting out of it yeah they're getting on with it yeah. because i've seen koalas have fights and 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 cry and stuff like there was a video on youtube of a koala being kicked out of a tree by another koala and he was crying at the bottom of the oh. tree so they do cry yeah but they weren't crying as they were being rescued it was really interesting anyway oh so much to talk about what else did the beings share with you i love your beings i love them <laughs> part of my mob part of the stream of yeah. consciousness i'm tapped in. yeah Same exactly yeah. Mm. yeah yeah what else did they say um what was the thing that they said to you that most profoundly changed the way you looked at life because you'd already done as ah, a lot of spiritual, that's a good question. Yeah, a lot of spiritual work before they showed up. But what was that like when they and you go, oh, you know, that real aha moment? Yeah, I, I think for me is when they started to really share about the elements and to really for me to really understand about it's not just about humans which i knew yeah. that anyway but for them to really break it down was just that was a tearjerker for me that was an understanding that um i wanted to put into practice you know which i did and i do you know but it was just having a chat with an energy whatever you want to call it or beings where there's just no judgment there's no nothing there's no what i'm saying is right or what we're saying is right or anything like that it was just nice and pure and i loved that and for me we don't really get that in a lot of humans where it's just i mean totally pure because we have our conscious mind and because we have the ego and we have to always balance that out you know so to have them speak about fossils and speak about um the elements and animals and the um when you connect with animals 
and another thing they connected with as well is about people that are disabled and nonverbal. If you choose to connect with those spirited, highly creative spirited beings, and you can connect with them without needing to speak to with words, and you choose to connect with them, that's when you're activating the other parts of your mind. Yeah, like and they said use mm-hmm. yeah, use those um those other beings and energies to use the other acts. So use animals. You know, you've got animals at home use them to connect with the other side of your mindset to make it grow to make it um balance back out and what it would do it would evolve you to other levels so Beautiful. things like that that they they were saying to me that made me think okay you know yeah. i love that and if we're going to move into a more telepathic society we can practice yeah. on our animals. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I, I've said this on the show before, but I'm going to say it again. There was a woman that came to me for a session and she brought her nine-year-old son with her who did not speak. And he, she had been trying to make this boy speak for seven years when he was about two and he wasn't speaking a bit like when you said you didn't want to speak. Um, she started <laughs> taking him to therapists, right? And so she had been to all manner of therapists and spent a lot of money on trying to fix her child. Well, a friend sent her to me and I said, you don't need to fix your child. Your child is a highly evolved being who's here to teach humanity about telepathy. And he's never going to speak. And she said, "Mm," she started saying, yeah, you know, it's funny when he's at the um, park, you know, at the swings, other kids that don't know him come up and they just hug him and they don't want to let go of him. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, you know, he's a few years older now and he, he does say the odd word, but he does not communicate verbally, but he, yeah. yeah he, and, and so he, like, on, like the animals, he is here to teach us how yes. to communicate telepathically but therapists don't know that they're trying they're dying no. to make him speak yeah exactly yeah. like you have to do that in this lifetime mm-hmm. when we know that there's other aspects of learning you know there's people that come into this world and they're blind there's people that come into this world and they're deaf and they're using their other senses exactly to experience this this lifetime you know and it doesn't mean something's wrong with them you know, yeah. which some humans believe and think, oh, that means something's wrong. That means you're not normal. That what is normal, you know? So they, they were saying a lot of that as well. And it just really resonated with me, you know, and it made me grow in a way that was even different from what I've known for many years. So I've grown up with my spiritual growth, you know, I've done my healing and, and stuff like that. I've um, followed spiritual um, teachers or authors that's had their experiences like um, Donald Walsh, um, Conversation with God. Mm -hmm. He was my first thing that I was like, okay, I get you because I feel like I'm speaking to someone and something from very young. So I get you. So I connected with with that. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. You know, the power of now and... Mm-hmm. the book the secret and the video and those sort of things all was connected to me you know mm-hmm. i understood it i i i i was in that in that vibration with them when mm-hmm. i got to understand or connect with them i was like yes 
I get you. There was no questioning of, are they right? Are they not? I just mm-hmm. felt like, okay, At I feel home. like I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with the beans coming now and coming from a different angle of, okay, yeah, you've done all this and yeah, you've been it, you, you've grown it, you've become it and you are it. But if you want to, you can grow even more. And oh, this yeah. is what we're, and this is what we're, we're showing you and guiding you, you guys, humans, to, if you really want to open that mindset, you know, they, they like to say that humans say this and they say that and they say they know this and they know that and they do their little chuckle and say, you guys do know a lot, but there's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. And because we have that aspects of fear, there's a lot of fear that, that stops us because they said straight, if you guys are still choosing to be scared of death, mm-hmm. then that's a blockage right there. Yeah. Because birth is death. You are death. Death is now. Death is here. Birth you is know, with birth is death. So if you're saying you're afraid of that, you're blocking. And there's a lot of humans. There's a lot of humans that's still afraid of that word death. Mm-hmm. So the word, you know, not even experiencing, that's another <laughs> energy right there. Just the word of it. Well, you know, you know there is this exponential growth in the afterlife exploration near death. You know, the IANS group has been the international association for near death studies has been across the world, specifically in the U S but it's across the world and it's sort of expanding here in Australia. And so the conversation around death and, and, and afterlife conversations is really expanding. Even I noticed on the show when I put up uh, a near-death experience it will get three or four times more views or listens than other conversations so there is this seeking of understanding yes. this death experience that has been so yes. feared so that that's you know really promising what yeah. do they say about our human dna and the evolution of our, our dna oh yeah i did um we did speak of, of, about our dna and it's weird because I went, before they came, I done my DNA genes before mm-hmm. they came and visited me. And I done my DNA genes because um, I wanted to experience in healing my DNA. And when you say did your me, DNA, your ancestry, did you have your ancestry? Did you? Yeah. So I done my DNA genes to see which part of the makeup I was. So I knew that my dad was mixed and my, my mum is um, African Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So I knew that anyway. But for me to get to the next level of healing, I wanted to get to break it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd done that and that was all good. And I was able to say, okay, you know, I can heal that part of my DNA, the, 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 um, the, the Scottish part and the this part and then that part, which before I probably wouldn't have done that. So it opened me up in a different way. So when the beans came now, I asked about um, our, our DNA, our genes, and it was quite simple what they said, which is, it, it makes sense. And they said, well, because we are all one, there's no one set gene for this person or that person 
So even though you've done your genes in this lifetime, the physical side of your genes, and yes, you, you'd have the Scottish part, you'd have the Asian, you've got the Tibetan, you've got the African, you've got all that side of side within you. Take that all away, because remember, we're talking about labels now. If you take that all away, we are just pure energy. Mm-hmm. We're all just pure energy. You've chosen within that pure energy to put the such pigments you put together to make something up to experience. So we come into this earthly realm just to experience, just to experience our energy form in different forms. Mm-hmm. It's like different storytellings and you're going into different chapters to, to experience the different chapters. It's the same with us humans and everything else you know so because we are one energy we can tap in to all other different energy forms at different times if we choose to so i said okay what do you what do you mean by that mm-hmm. and and this is where i got the next door thing because they said we are all one so even though um you know when they say oh heaven is up here and earth or something's down there there's no up or down or anything like that it's just the oneness of energy our concept separates what we think is a separation but there's no separation so once you get to the concept of knowing there's no separation and you come to believe that they're talking to us as humans and we get to live that then again we grow some more so the more that we're our, our mindset changes the more we see different and then the more that we see different the more that we get to experience something different so for instance um they brought me what they done a lot of the time as well they would bring me back they might bring me back to childhood for me to experience something and they would say remember and they would bring me back to six year old or remember when you was 11 or remember when you was having seizures and then when you was come out of a, of a seizure how you would feel so every time I had a seizure and I opened up my eyes, I would actually feel like I went zoom, went back down to earth, literally like a zoom. And then I would be, oh, okay. And I have to balance myself back because I feel like I've just been dropped down from space, like yeah. literally, you know, and I need to be able to figure myself back into this, this physical, earthly realm again Uh and it's not just me that experiences that who has seizures if you speak to other people that are epileptic or have experienced being epileptic most of them would say that they will wake up and they'll feel like okay i'm back here or gotta recalibrate back to this frequency yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and what they were saying is is that there's no up high low far away you know where we would say thousands of years there's no thousands of years. It's just the now. It just is, you know. So everything is next door. Everything is just here, you know. It's it's not far away. So your concepts of how we see things determines what we're going to experience, and, and we know that absolutely. Look, as you're talking, I'm thinking of telekinesis. Do you know what telekinesis is? So the ability to move something with your mind. You put a pen on a table and then you spin it with your mind and the pen starts to spin. So when you speak to people who teach telekinesis, they say, 
Well, when you know that you're one with the pencil, then the pencil is one with you. Yes. Then you can, and just like you're one with your hand and you can move your hand, right? Yes. So if you understand the oneness of you and the pencil, then you can move the pencil because you're moving yes. your hand with your mind, even though yes. you feel like you're connected to your hands, but you yes. can move the pencil with your mind too. And so that as you speak about when you understand the oneness, the oneness, the oneness with all things, yeah. I think that just we're just starting, I don't know, most humans don't have a clue, but we're just starting in the consciousness community, spiritual community to get a yeah. group of that and um, telepathy and um, astral projection and mind projection and we're just starting to play with it all. Yeah, and there's so yeah. much more expansion. But this yeah. oneness with all things, there is no millions of years ago. I know, like you can you can connect to the dinosaurs just by thinking about it and there you are back, you know, millions yeah. of years ago. It wasn't, yeah. you don't need to time travel because it's, yeah. Yeah. I had an experience when I was in my 30s of um, astral projecting and then coming back to my body. And when I came back to my body, it was at night. So it was like a dream. I was in and outside my body simultaneously. I could see through all the walls, like everything was translucent and transparent. And I could understand the matrix of the universe as this energy, because I was perceiving it as energy as opposed to solid. And I, my guides, I was asking them like, what the hell happened? You know, can you explain more? And they said, well, you think you travel, but you don't, there's nowhere to go. It's just focus. You're either focused here in this dimension or you're focused in another dimension. You don't actually have to leave your body and then travel and then be there. Because yeah. um, you, it's just like a camera lens. If you're, if you're looking at something, you'll see it. But if you shift the lens, you'll see something different. And they said shifting dimensions is the same. You can be in this dimension or you can be in another. It's just where you put your focus. And they yeah. said to have this physical experience, you know, you're, you're predominantly focused in this dimension. Therefore, you experience this dimension <clears throat> as your life. And then as you expand your uh, psychic awareness, you start to connect with other dimensions, which are all around you. And that's yes. how you can see ghosts and ETs and, mm. yes. <laughs> and angels. And yeah, so... Yeah, this, this, and, and that's what Annette was talking about. There's no such thing as, what was she saying? Shape, and there's no such thing as up, and there's no such thing as down, and, you know, and talking about the flat earth as opposed to the round earth. There's no shape to everything. It, it gets yeah. confusing because we experience this dimension as spatial, you know, the yes. time-space reality. So we're experiencing time and space. Yes. Uh, but the, when, you, when, you, when you move outside of time and space, then... You just see it all as energy and organization of energy and information. Yeah. What, what they are saying, they, they've just come in again and mm -hmm. what they're saying, and it makes so much sense to what we're speaking about is that whatever we want to experience is right. So if we want to say the world, um, the, the earth is round and we have that perception that the world is round, then that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, you know, just because there is the oneness of the everything and there is no light or day or dark or whatever you want to call it, it does not mean that what perception we see or we feel in this lifetime is not right in this world. 
you know so it's 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 and this is why they're saying try not to take everything on because it can get you like oh my gosh everything's too much and it's it too get everything's confusing. all up yeah, yeah. and it but, can get confusing but look at it like you and i so you're in the uk and i'm in australia and at the moment you're experiencing darkness you know you look outside yes. and you see the night sky right mm -hmm. and as i look out my window i see a blue sky so i could yeah. say it's a blue sky and you could look out and you say it's a black sky and who's yeah. right like we're both right because exactly. we're experiencing yes. it from a different perspective i mean the sun is yes. where the sun is and the earth is where the earth is and and yeah so we're both right yeah yes yeah as, as henry ford said whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you get to be right yes there is nothing outside exactly. of what you believe is so yeah no. It's the yeah. kind of 101 principle of being a deliberate creator that you get to be right, whether you're sad or whether you're happy, you just get to be right in your experience. Yeah. If that's what you're choosing. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And I think that's why with um, the beings, they were really hot on, and they are hot on, um, try not to separate and bring back the oneness because there's no right or there's no wrong. It's just, mm -hmm people's perception and that's okay mm -hmm. that's beautiful that's love mm -hmm. you know and I love the fact that we don't have to think that our way is the right way mm -hmm. you know and we can just love and be okay when somebody else says I 100% don't believe what you're saying mm -hmm. I do not believe that you saw beings and I do not believe your past of you have an epilepsy and stuff, you look fine now, you're not having it now, so why you still take it? Whatever the case may be, I love that person still, I love their perception of what they're saying, because it's their story, it's what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with me whatsoever. That mm -hmm. has nothing to do with my experience, if they believe or not believe, or anything like that, but I can still love that, and I can still love them. So it's taken away that judgment of, no, but I did have epilepsy and I did see the beings and no, and trying to, you know, change that energy for people to believe when mm -hmm. everyone has their own concept and everyone's right and everyone is what it is. Mm -hmm. And wherever someone's saying they're right, there's gonna be somebody else saying they're wrong. And whoever's saying they're wrong, there's gonna be somebody saying right. And bringing back that oneness is about it's okay it's okay for you to see it that way and it's okay for that one to see it that way and it's okay for that one to see it out that way because at the end of the day we're all love we're all energy and we're all here to experience these concepts of difference within the oneness mm. you know oh darling one you are indeed a sage it, I tell you oh, i want to cry again <laughs> <laughs> it's been just so beautiful oh it's been so beautiful to speak with you what time is it I think we've been and yakking, you we've been yakking I for know, two hours two hours yeah um, it's been amazing and thank you for this opportunity because as i say to you i'm i just be i just do and i just be so i do my thing and you know and it's not many i think this might be the first time ever, ever I'm speaking truthfully about the being of this energy here. I've, I've done interviews for books and all my other stuff and my company and my SEN work and, 
you know, and, and stuff like that. But to talk about just the, the energy of my journey and the just being and to be free to be able to express that is nice for me, you mm. know, mm. and um, it's, it's nice. So I thank you for um, our connection and taking this time to share our love, you know, yeah. for, for, for <sighs> not just mankind, but for the whole of this the universe higher universe the multiverse that we've chosen yeah mm. we've chosen to be here for this time we've chosen yes, to experience this this experience and it's about continuing to have fun and to enjoy it you know and to it changes form yeah and that's the only way that we can see it enjoy it and have fun until it changes form now do you do any personal sessions like do you do one-on-one sessions with people yes so um how in this capacity like if somebody wants to connect with your wisdom connect to the beings and ask questions about their reality or uh, yeah um the be yeah the beings um are we were doing little group okay sessions when the beings were were there in 2017 there's so much to share because we haven't even shared when the beans went because when the beans went i went and done a a past life regression okay so i went and done a past life regression and i went to the place i went to my inner home Uh i went to the oneness of the beans and stuff and it was nice because it wasn't done when they were here it was when they left and then um i was able to experience and you know what it's like when your your soul is touched you in a way where you just have to cry and cry (laughs) and cry and cry and cry and cry and i just felt like this is home yeah and i cried and cried and cried and cried and by connecting to the beings in another way in in that home form of that energy they shared with me um some sounds and some letters so i started to write in not in the way like language humans write so um I, i don't know if you'd be able to see it quickly i did bring it down just in case it came up but um they shared with me um like I don't know if you can see, but it's like shapes. Oh yeah. Of words. And then I started writing in, um, because they, they confirmed that, um, this ain't my language. Mm. So that's why I have the so-called dyslexia Dyslexia. Mm. because I don't talk. I don't, from where I'm coming from, I, I communicate in different ways. So I'm really not a human. (laughs) For nearly two hours and you've been doing really well. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um yeah so um yeah so just quickly they they gave me that and I started doing writing with it and communicating in a different way so different energy comes to me Mm -hmm. when I when I um use these shapes as words which is really interesting and then I started to when I went to my went and had my um what's it called my afterlife experience 
with this um, lady. She was beautiful. She was lovely, a lovely energy. And I got into the chair. She got me into a lovely state. And straight away, I was like, I'm not meant to be talking. I said, I need a pen and paper. And I just drew. And with my eyes closed, I was mm. in a different space. Mm -hmm. And I just drew, I just drew, I just drew. And then I might say bits. And then I would draw again and draw again. And then when I woke up, I was able to read what I drew, the shapes wow. and everything. Mm -hmm. And I would say to her, okay, this is where I went. This is what happened, blah, 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 and whatever. And it continued from there. And I left there and she was like, wow, that was amazing. And I've never had anyone that um, you led it, basically. And yeah. she said, I just was there guiding. But I thanked her so much because she was the portal that I needed to get to the next stage mm -hmm. um, with the beings in a different way, mm -hmm. you know? And um, so answering that question, what I do now, I do energy healing anyway. I've been doing that for years. It started with doing Reiki mm -hmm. and I was a Reiki master and a Reiki practitioner and I used to do Reiki. And then when I would do my meditation, they would always say to me that you need to be using your own symbols and you need to be using, um, I started to use the elements, so I would use the sun to do my energy. And then, and it's weird because everything that I've done in life, it's been through other people telling me, like the stage, someone giving me the name. Mm -hmm. When I used to do the healing, it would be them that would say, oh my gosh, I felt like this, this happened. And there's been people that's had cancer and then they can their cancer um, went and they would say, oh my gosh, I went back to the doctors. My cancer's gone since you've touched me. It's never me telling them I can do this or I can heal you or I can heal. It was always them. So then I was like, okay, what's going on with these, these hands then? And you know, <laughs> what is going on here? Because they're saying this and I would always say to them, it's a vessel, this ain't me, you know, because I'll just go into a, a zone and it's energy that comes in to support you or to whatever. But I was finding that these people were saying this and it's been like that all through my life. It's never me going to people and saying, I can do this and I can do that. It's always they telling me this is what they've experienced from mm -hmm. me doing something. And then that's how it's grown, you know. So now that I've got um, these symbols I've put them into a meditation state and I work with them through just being me now. So I might get people that will come and um, I support people that has conditions. I support people that maybe have HIV and they're, they're working with their white cells and I work with them with their white cells to love them, their white cells. So being fearful of, oh my gosh, this might happen and that might happen. Let's love, let's change it form. Let's change that white cell. Let's mm -hmm. love it. And it's the same with cancer and stuff. It's, it's cells inside of us that it needs to change the energy. It needs to shift. If you're keep on saying, I hate you, or why has this mm -hmm. happened to me? And, oh, you're trying to kill me and I'm going to die now. And mm -hmm. I don't like this cancer and this cancer's this, or this HIV is this. It's going to stay there and it's going to fester. Mm. And that is what's going to grow. We know how powerful our oh thoughts are and our mindset is. It's the same thing with a condition. Absolutely. So I do a lot of work. I do a work. I do a lot of work with that. But that work to me is special. 
So I don't charge or anything like that. It's not about money. It's not about anything. The universe blesses me in so many different ways. So I, that part of my energy, I do not charge or to, I see it as a gift and, and it's something that is not from me. It's from my, you know, my home, you know, and, um, yeah. And (laughs) I'm aware of it. Yeah. So So, you're still um, doing your groups? You're still doing group sessions? Like physical um, groups? No, we, um, with Annette, we was doing the, the group sessions with the beings and the beings was okay with that in 2017. But for me, it was getting to a stage where um, it was becoming um, overwhelming. And it was becoming overwhelming because within, I don't know, seconds, we was getting Facebook things and Facebook people were emailing with questions for the beings. So because I have to really connect with them it's not so it's it's okay now because I've grown with them now but at the time it was still new so I have to really concentrate when I'm hearing them because I hear them through vibration and sound so bringing bringing that into words takes time so a lot of people was coming with, with um questions and questions and it was becoming too much for me and I had to step back because I still have a life I'm still in this physical form and it was something where I said, okay, I need to step back from this because it got to a stage where it wasn't becoming natural. Now, I don't like things when it doesn't become natural because it was becoming like a people thing and it was becoming, okay, it's good that you're sharing, but it was, it was, mm, the energy just wasn't becoming as pure as, I would have liked it to be and I could have stayed in that energy and it would have ended up probably coming big and you know people would have been saying this but it would end up being too physical that's just me personally Mm. so I stepped back and this is my ego speaking here Mm. so half of it was my ego as well and I did not want my ego to start taking precedence on on this or on my life in Look, that way. I totally get that. When you start putting yourself out there as some sort of sage and then people come to you with questions, the ego can run amok. You know, any yeah. any form of recognition, whether you're an actress or any sort of form of fame yeah. or recognition, the ego can get a hold of it and run amok. And I've seen that happen with many people, not just, yeah. you know, actresses or actors or famous people. I've seen that happen with spiritual guru i've seen that happen with a lot of spiritual people who come with an open honest authentic heart wanting to share and then they get this recognition and their ego starts to expand and they start to you know have their own self-importance and um it's a tricky game it's a really tricky game yeah but i get it It you know i absolutely get it still and they got it as well i'd still like to see you do groups as long as you can keep a you know, rain on your ego and, and not feel overwhelmed and not feel used and not feel more important than, you know, just stay in the moment, yeah. stay present and stay yeah. joyful. I think yeah. that the groups would still be really beneficial yeah. physical. Well, groups. I think, yeah. I, th- I think for now, where I'm at now, because I've chosen to take on the sage of energy Mm-mm. and, and it's who I am. So mm. I'm not become, I'm not 
something. I'm not trying to be anything but who I am. It just so happens that word fitted my energy, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, what happened was in 2017 when I started to step back and Annette um, experienced it differently when the beings left and they didn't leave. They just um, changed form and they became an energy of, of quietness because for my journey, that's what I needed. And they knew that they could feel it. And one thing that I know in this lifetime is that I am not here for any recognition or anything like that. I just don't choose to experience it in that way. That's just me in this lifetime. So unless it's coming pure or if I feel like the ego's starting to run away, I need to bring it back, you know, and just give it some time to rest back again. I'm okay to do that. Mm-mm. And if that you means... Can, you can do your, you know, you can do your um, groups um, online too, like this, yeah, on Zoom. Yeah. I just think that the message is important and vast and we haven't even scratched the surface there's so much i know Uh, there's so much so much more and being dyslexic probably putting into a book is going to take a lot of work because you probably need to translate it into a a voice and record it and then maybe get it translated. no it's it's weird that you should say that because i love writing well i actually i actually love writing Mm -hmm. i am part of my freelance work that i do with my business is that um i mark a lot of work because i Mm. teach Mm. teaching assistants mm. and I courses and I have to actually mark a lot of work so I mark other oh. people's work is fantastic well maybe you could get it's it just down my own. <laughs> into book form for people to, yeah to read. maybe yeah because you know like being dyslexic I never wanted to put out a book and my guides told me to and then as I started putting out books and started reading them even when I had spoken face to face like this with people, even in their home and I'd listened to their stories, something about reading their story was even more profound than actually yeah. speaking or listening. See? There was something yes. in that. And I just thought, wow. And I really had an appreciation of reading that I'd never had before having, having yeah. been struggled with reading when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be great to get the information into book form. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think Annette um, is doing a book on her version of it at the moment or putting something together as well yeah you know and that's the beautiful thing about um this world because her perception and my perception is completely different you know Mm. and and it's nice to hear the different sides absolutely to a a story you know Mm. her perception my perception of a story of these three beings Mm, mm, mm. you know of these three beings so So where can people find out more i know you've got the chon oneness on facebook c-h-o-n carbon hydrogen oxygen nitrogen isn't it it's chon stands for uh the elements and um, if people are not on facebook how can they find out more to tell you the truth, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, <laughs> if you want to find out more about the free beings, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't say, know. Let's say, <laughs> well, let's say we'll have another discussion maybe towards the end of the year, mid-year or something, and we'll discuss more and maybe you'll get a website up by then or something anyway. because You never know. It's you easy never to know. get a website up and just put a whole lot of information on a website. But I look, a lot of people are on Facebook, I have to say, but not everybody. And um, 
yeah it's just it's just a matter of getting this info out there in a way that humans yeah. can digest it yeah. either read yeah. it or listen to it or you know how humans can digest it they can tap into the beings themselves if they like and they can download yeah. the information that's totally yeah. possible for anyone yeah. listening to this yeah what what i would say is um because like for instance you have your mob we um i connected with the, the free beings we know it's all oneness and it's all the same so there is someone out there you're doing it already where the information's there yeah. so to tell you the truth what i'm going to be sharing is what you're already sharing so well, the is answer true. is yeah if this is true but it's i do just, like i do like the way you're sharing it and, and i do like i do like the way that you translate the energy i i, I think that you know even the way that annette was translating it, it it's confusing but I think that, you know, confusing the mind kind of breaks us out of our rigid mindsets. When you go into confusion, there's this sort of expansion, you know, like there's like, huh, what does that mean? And then for yeah. a moment, you're not sort of locked inside your linear perspective and there's like a little bit yeah. of an expansion. So I do like the way that they sort of do that, the beings, they, they, um, mm. they say, you know, there's no up, there's no down, there's no shape, there's no this, you know, it kind of like, what? <laughs> And then yeah 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 definitely. all right honey well, we should go it's um getting yes on. thank you very much thank, thank you, you so thank much. you so much it's been such a thank joy you. and a pleasure yeah definitely and anytime you want me to come on the show that's probably what i will do so i'll definitely share the love maybe only on your show but i will do that <laughs> you know what i mean so come back anytime yeah anytime you want me or you want if the beans are around we can we can have a chat and share and then beautiful. share with others beautiful that's the love okay see you later take care thank you oh, what an absolutely beautiful conversation with zoe oh a bit of a mess really <laughs> so many tears and laughter and joy and she is really such a beautiful being i've asked her to come back on the show in may we're going to get into some more stuff because as we've said just scratch the surface with what the beings were, uh, were bringing through. And, um, yeah, she said after the show, you know, there's so many different paths we could have gone down and th this is true. Two hours is not enough <laughs> to have this conversation. So many things, so many things. And she hasn't got a website up and she's not got online groups. So I thought we'll have her back on the show and maybe get her up and running, put a website up and by the end of the year and I, I also invited her to come in as a guest teacher at the end of the year in November uh, in our inner sanctum and we can quiz her and the beings she can bring the beings through and um, ask some questions on an online group you know in the inner sanctum my little online tribe uh, that'd be beautiful I just thought her energy was so beautiful she's just so beautiful so beautiful oh yes just gorgeous I was just saying to her after the show when she was talking about when she had the regression session or the past life session as she called it and she went back to the oneness and um, was in like the womb was that her near-death experience or her past life session anyway back to that feeling and she was crying and crying and crying and crying and um, just having that feeling of being home and I totally related the other night when I went to Elijah Ray who's the most magnificent musician such an a galactic being a multi-instrumentalist multi-talented can sing any genre can sing any octave oh just sublime he was doing a sound healing the most profound sound healing and i go to a lot of sound healings <laughs> i go to a lot of sound healings and one of the most profound sound healings i've ever 
experienced. And he started bringing through, um, he had Palladian energy, he had Syrian energy, Arcturian energy. He started br bringing through Syrian energy. So he was doing like whale and dolphin sounds. He's got this drone happening and he's singing. And then underneath the singing, is this, this, it was like, there's one man, but it felt like an orchestra. It was amazing. And when these whale and dolphin sounds came through, which were really subtle, I just burst into tears. I was just crying and crying and crying. And I just related to what Zoe was saying. It wasn't a sadness. It was this feeling of being home. I said to my girlfriend, she said on the way home, you were crying during, were you sad? And I said, no, no, I wasn't sad. I was just, I was just like this memory of home. And I said, I've always said I look like a beach whale. <laughs> I'm definitely connected to the whales and the dolphins or these sea creatures, sedations. I feel so at home in the ocean. I always swim under the water and just like hang under the water and I feel at home in that matrix, that matrix of water. I can't breathe under there and I wonder why. But yeah, so when Elijah Ray was bringing through that energy the other night, I was just bawling like a baby silently because I was in a group of people of like trying not to make too much noise. But just such a beautiful, if you get to experience Elijah Ray wherever you are in the world, he is an American and he travels widely. He does a lot of work in, um, with festivals in Ubud or in Bali. He's been to, look, he's everywhere. He travels, look him up, Elijah Ray, just magnificent. I'm hoping to have him on the show, uh, maybe mid-year, and we'll share his story and his music with you all just beautiful anyway thanks again for listening and watching as i said zoe's going to come back and um oh, i've got so many people coming up uh, on the show michael tomorrow's coming back in catherine madden mike i don't know what's mike's last name la patriel anyway from paul selig david rippy oh, a few lots of people coming up and uh Zane Daniels is coming into the inner sanctum. Zane, have a look at the show I did with Zane. He is the activator, the awakener. He speaks to crystals. He was a, um, he's written a comic book for the awakening of humanity called the something, can't remember. Anyway, it's on the show. But he used to make video games. He was in the video gaming industry. Uh, he has an amazing story. And then he had this awakening and now he's out there as the, you know, consciousness teacher and spreading spreading the love as we're all doing and um, activating and awakening people and uh, he's had a he's been on a bit of a journey since I spoke to him on the show actually he's deepened his his knowing and his understanding of the oneness of all and he's sort of let go of a lot of the trappings of the linear life like he's let go of his house and his job and I think he's living out of a van and traveling through the states at the moment and last time I saw him on Facebook he was in Sedona so it'd be interesting to catch up with Zane and to hear his wisdom and if you have some crystals if you want to join us and you want to activate a crystal or you know he speaks with the elements just like Zoe was saying I have to remember that we're one with the elements the rocks the air the wind the fire the rain the water we can communicate we can commune we're one with everything. We're one with our cars. We're one with our, our brush, you know. We're one with everything. We can commune. It's all conscious. We can commune with everything. Yeah. When we know we're one with everything, we can we have this unbelievable experience of manifestation. 
like the ETs do. You know, you hear of ETs walking through walls. They understand it's all energy and information. And when you're one with the wall, you can move through the atoms of a wall. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Even when you're in a physical form. Anyway, the understanding of physics and all of this is we're just scratching the surface as a human consciousness. So it's exciting. Exciting, exciting to expand this awareness and learning to live it, not just chewing it over in our book, but actually living it, living it, living it, living it, like telekinesis, moving things with your mind, communicating telepathically, all that stuff. So beautiful. Thanks again for being, for, for staying with me if you're still here after two and a half hours. <laughs> and remember to buy the book Awakened by Death. Love you all. Bye for now.